There it goes, deep into center field, way, way back goes Matty Alou, and that ball is in Astro orbit. And the little dynamo, the toy cannon, now has 76 runs batted into the year. What a shot. Murphy's on the clock. We've got 10 rounds left, not including picking a manager. Well, he's got all the first four decades. He still needs 40s, 50s, 80s, and the 2010s. I'm going to knock out one of those now with a very controversial pick. There are definitely some better third basemen available, but considering what team he plays for and how little talent there is on this team, and like I need a 2010s guy, I'm going to take 2010, not 1910, Jacob, 2010 Evan Longoria. Interesting. Wow. I was, I was just going to not take a Ray like at all. Yeah, I wasn't either. We picked 20 teams. I don't need a Ray. It's a very interesting pick. I mean, I'm not, I don't disagree with it. I think. I feel like Murphy's a little bit of a slave to war right now, but it's okay. He still had a very good season. So I could go back up, I could go DH, I could go back up, or I could go bullpen. Even though I badly need someone new from the 1900s, I don't think either of you guys are going to take anyone from the 1900s. And if you do, I'm kind of okay with you guys taking a second person from the 1900s. Yeah. So I can kind of sit on, on 19 aughts the way I can first base and left field. So I'm going to go ahead and kick off my bullpen. And I'm going to take 98 Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, it's an awesome pick. I mean, there are, there are not as many relievers as you think. And now you've gotten an amazing reliever from a weird franchise for the most part. You've got 53 saves, which led the majors, 204 FIP against a 148 ERA, which is just an insane ERA, a 265 ERA plus. I know this pick is going to be. I've been sitting on this pick for a while. I have a very specific vision for what my bench is going to look like um, and how I'm going to use my three bench players to the best of their ability uh, or to maximize the utility of my team. I want a guy who can play a bunch of positions, and I want a clubhouse guy. I want those two things on my bench for sure. I think I get both of those two things in a package as well as ticking off another decade for me. I will be taking 1958 Ernie Banks. So this is Ernie Banks. You can play shortstop. I mean, in this season, he played mostly shortstop, but he had played outfield the year before a little bit. He played third base in his career, played some first base in his career. So, I mean, he can basically play all over the diamond. Um, Great clubhouse guy. 47 homers, 129 RBIs, uh, 313 batting average, uh, 980 OPS. It's a 10-war season. I mean, it's just he led the league in total bases. He won an MVP award. It's a great season. It checks off a decade for me that I was kind of worried about in the 50s. I, I think that it's hard to you know talk yourself into relegating any of these guys to the bench, but if I was going to put one of them on my bench, Ernie Banks is a great bench player. He's going to accept the role. He can play a bunch of positions, so he can still get in the lineup pretty often, and he can do some damage when he's playing, for sure. I think that I'll be able to get this guy as my fifth starter, but because of the way the draft is... And I think that there are plenty of good starting pitcher options left. And this is the guy that I would really like to snag to be my guy for this decade. And so for that reason, I will be taking 1945 Hal Newhouser. 
Hal Neuhauser is one of like the all-time great pitchers that people don't really talk about. I think just because his peak was so short, but he had a you know, peak from 42 to 48 that was ridiculous. 1948 being the best season, his second in 1945 being his best season, his second of back-to-back MVP awards, a 1-8-1 ERA in 313 innings. He led the league in strikeouts. He had led the league in FIP. He led the league in ERA+. Plus. I mean, it's just a, it's a crazy season. He threw very hard for his era. Um, big guy, 6'2". I needed a lefty for my rotation. I got a lefty for my rotation. He won the pitching triple crown that year. Hard to do better than a pitching triple crown and an MVP award. There are so many great pitchers I could take. And in fact, there are so many great pitchers I could take that since there are only three more that are going to come off the board. Because of Murphy's terrible selecting. Yeah. I can really... Lord Perry, I don't understand where that came from. I mean, I guess he has to take Piazza and catcher. But the... Whatever. Yeah, I, but... So I, I can wait on my fifth pitcher... Because I really like my rotation. I've got both Johnsons. That's right, ladies. I've got two Johnsons. Got an insane Feller season. I've got an insane Gooden season. Um, I'm the only one here with a pen right now. So I think I can wait on pitching. What I want to do is make an era pick. And I want to make an era pick for my bench. And you're right, Jacob. Demoting all-time greats to the bench is a really tough thing to do. So I'm going to take a really quiet player. You know, I mean, I've spent my first two picks on the left side of my infield, and I'm going to take a bench pick that shores that up. But really, more than anything, this is an era pick. This is also a pretty good non-conflict team. And I think it might surprise you guys a little bit. I'm going to go with 1935 Arky Vaughn. Arky Vaughn was a name that I kept seeing on my list, and I was like, interesting to take a 30s guy. Uh, I already had taken Harness Wagner, so I had no Pirates available. But uh, talked about how Newhouser, as one of the great underappreciated Hall of Famers, Arky Vaughn is maybe the poster boy for unappreciated people who are in the Hall of Fame. He got in, I think, on VC. Like, really, like, there had to be a whole campaign for Arky Vaughn and stuff like that. Um, because he actually had a pretty tragic death pretty soon after his career. I think he died in a drowning accident. And, you know, he's a guy who, if we talk about canonizing Hall of Famers, like giving some Hall of Famers their due that they don't really get except for their Hall of Fame plaque, because I think there are are plenty of those guys. I think Arky's right up there at the top of the list. In this season in particular – He's playing for the Pirates, so I get the Pirates. He puts up 9.7 war, and he has a 190 OPS plus. This is a shortstop. He leads the majors in OPS plus for, for 19th, and he leads the majors in OPS, obviously, with uh, 1098 OPS. Um, he doesn't even hit 20 home runs. He only hits 19 home runs. Uh, and with, you know, 34 doubles and 10 triples. He leads the NL in all three slash line statistics, and the only one where he doesn't lead the entire league is in slugging percentage, and he still slugs over 600. 
I mean, he leads the league in walks, and he has only 18 strikeouts for the whole year. Oh, one of the big reasons no one's heard of him is, or a few people have really heard of him is because he doesn't make a lot of noise. Great for the locker room. I think he's an all-time great that I can put on my bench and it won't go as badly as it would with other guys. And 9.7 wins above replacement is nothing to sneeze at. And I get my 1930s guy. Yeah, and he's kind of can be a utility guy. He played some outfield. He played some third base. I, I feel like he can kind of play all over. So when I originally took Lefty Groove, I was like, Vic has to take Arky, and there's really no one else that he's going to take. So that's exactly who I was kind of sticking you with for that era. There's really only four people, I think, that are that spectacular. Arky, as you said, although not really a you know jump-off-the-page name, definitely a very good player of the 1930s. So at least somewhat glad to see him get drafted. I don't have anyone from the 1940s, and I think I'm going to complete my very lackluster um, softball throwing innings eater pick with one Warren span of 1947. 2.33 ERA, very good. He actually had a league leading 1.13 whip, which I'm kind of surprised is the leader in that league. ERA plus of 170. So he just had a very good season. A lot of, you know, complete games, something my team's very good at doing, just eating up innings. Uh, the other thing that you're not really mentioning is your rotation. In addition to being weird, just in like the names that you wouldn't expect from an all-time greats draft, you've got three lefties. I mean, it's just the whole thing's weird. What are you gonna go with now? You need bullpen, a catcher, and DH and utilities. I'm gonna go start my bullpen. I'm gonna take 1999 Billy Wagner. For once, I have someone on my team that can strike someone out. It came <laughs> basically 15, doubling everyone else. So we really need strikeouts to put him in. Uh, ERA of 1.57, just an insane season. He was fourth in the Cy Young voting as a, as a closer. Uh, 16th in the MVP voting, again, as a closer. So it's just a really insane season from him. All right. I am going to make my next pick are you no i'm not because of course i'm dumb <laughs> um i guess i've been researching a guy i know who i'm going to take next the more of this draft i've researched the more i think that ty cobb should have gone one one should have gone number one yeah he's so much better than anyone else in this era and it's he's so much he's already top five great sure i will Stick with the pen and take 93 John Wetland. Wetland had an awesome season this year. I mean, he had a 305 ERA plus, and he saved 43 games. He pitched 85 innings, 113 strikeouts. Again, he was able to have a four-war season, a 137 ERA. Yeah, very good pick. I am probably going to make one pick towards my bullpen. But before I do, I will be making a different pick. I'm not clear if this pick is going to be towards my outfield or towards my bench yet. I do have left field open, and I will slot this guy into left field for the time being. I will be going with 1911 Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson is the first baseball player I knew about because I had to do a project about him in second grade. And I was just such a huge fan of Shoeless Joe Jackson after that project that that was really what got me into baseball. And I was like, very excited to be a baseball fan because of Shoeless Joe Jackson, even though he might be a cheater. 
this is you know, when he's still on Cleveland, actually. So it's kind of bef well before his cheating days. He had 408. Uh, he had a 193 OPS plus. He stole 41 bases. He had almost 20 triples, almost 50 doubles. He had well over 200 hits. I think it's a very good season. And I think whether he starts in left field for me, he can do that well. And I needed a 1910s guy. That completes my decades. I've now done all the decades. Not having to worry about decades is, is a great feeling, I would imagine, um, because I'm sitting in a spot where I have to take an aughts guy. And I, and I think uh, part of that is that we decided on the decades wrinkle pretty late in the process. And so I didn't even really look at aughts guys for the most part. There are still guys there, and I've, I've still gotten my picks, but that's, that's a great guy to get. And I do need to build out my bullpen. So that is the next thing that I will be doing. I will be taking 1981 Raleigh Fingers. It's okay. a weird team in the Brewers. Yeah. Um, he pitched 78 innings of a 104 ERA. He gave up nine runs in 78 innings. Um, he pitched in 47 of the games. And he saved 28 of them. Most of his work was two-inning work, obviously, because it was 47 games, 78 innings. I kind of like having him as, as the fireman closer of my bullpen. And I didn't think I was going to draft a brewer otherwise. So I, I, I knock out two birds with one stone. I, I need to satisfy this era. And I also need a lefty. And you know what? I also, and none of us have picked from this team. So I'm going to go ahead, finish out the rotation and take um, 14 Kershaw. Great pick. Yeah. I can't believe the Dodgers are still available as a team in general. I know. I can't believe that the first Dodgers pick came in the 14th round. Even though it's not an insane season in terms of war, it is an insane season. And if he's my second lefty and right now and my fifth pitcher pick, I am more than okay with that. Yeah, I agree. Great pick. I was planning on taking Kershaw, but unfortunately, I'm kind of stuck with a certain Dodger. And it's actually not the one you guys are thinking of. I'm thinking of two. Yes. You're probably right on one of them. And I need a guy in the 1950s. So that's the one you're probably – the other one you're probably thinking of. So this is not only an era pick, but it's a nice, it's a nice bench piece. Although his career wasn't long-lasting, he made an impact in baseball that has forever changed the game. Um, I'm sure you guys know I'm talking about Jackie Robinson, his 1951 year. While not his best year, um, I'd argue that even though he had more war in 1951, that 1949 was his best year. But I do need a 1950s guy. And although baseball's rich in talent in the 1950s, unfortunately, they're all in the teams that I've already chosen. So, so who's catching for Murphy? This will be interesting. I thought was, was, there are two Dodger catchers you're going to take at Murphy. The reason I was going to take a backup Dodger catcher, and I was like, no, I want to save my Dodger. I want to take Kershaw. But holy shit, Murphy, how could you not take Piazza or Campanella? Who's catching for you, Mauer? Who says I'm not taking Piazza? Yeah, I. Oh, Jackie Robinson got drafted. And we're finally picking the Dodgers apart now. Yeah. And now I'm going to make a pick that makes me seem like a fool for taking Evan Longoria, which I guess is deserved because it wasn't really that great of a pick. But I'm going to take one of your two favorite players, 
probably in a Bryce Harper, and I'll take the 2015 version of him. Great pick. Does that make your does that make your Evan Longoria thing bad because that was going to be your 2010s guy and then? Well, a lot of the reason I took Longo was because I wanted to for once take someone from a team that didn't have a lot of talent on it. And the Rays have, I would say, two players worth picking. It's Longoria and maybe David Price. But no one's going to pick David Price for this exercise. So I got the only good Rays player. I don't think you should take Longoria either. That was just a really weird pick. It was a weird pick. I agree. Have you taken a cup yet, Murph? You didn't take Ron Santo. Like, I was actually looking at Rob Santo. Yeah, you should be. Or like, I, like I would probably take like I don't know, like seventy Brooks. Yeah, Brooks Robinson. I mean, I, like I, Longoria is just—it's not one of the top five third base seasons of all time. Yeah. Uh, so, but Harper that wipes out the Nationals Expo. So, who would have thought the Nationals Expos are the get are the second team to get fully wiped out behind the Indians? Now, granted, that's because you guys made some early, like, Yankee picks and Cardinal picks that I'm going to, you know, come calling for. But Yeah. Um, this is a great season. I kind of forgot that Gary Carter, the Expo, counted as the National because I wanted this Harper to play left field alongside Mike Trout in center. And I won't be able to do that anymore because I realized I couldn't do it anyways because it was impossible. But I'm glad that this Harper season also went because – yeah, I want, I want to see our generation of baseball get some representation, and now I feel like it's been justly represented by the guys who should be representing it. This will be an L for my bench, but who cares? I don't have a Tiger yet. So I'll go with 1907 Wahoo Sam Crawford. Six-win season, 160 OPS plus. I mean, 34 doubles and 17 triples. Scored over 100 runs. 323, 366, 460 slash line. You got one pick, and then that's the end of 15. We'll talk about that. All right. I have my swing all set up. I'm getting, let me see which one is the more interesting pick uh, to make right now. One of them is more obvious than the other. Obviously, I expressed my reservations about putting Shoeless Joe Jackson in my starting lineup. And now I will rectify that by bumping Shoeless Joe Jackson to the bench because I need a man who is capable of wearing shoes to play the outfield for me. And in doing so, I will be taking 1997 Ken Griffey Jr. Of course, someone that I really wanted to pick, but yeah, I had to satisfy some lineup stuff and I, I had to satisfy some era stuff. And we're all taking a backup catcher, right? You have to, right? I wasn't taking a backup catcher. You're not taking a backup? I thought we had to take a backup. I mean, I think with three bench guys, I wasn't taking a backup catcher. If we had a full bench, I would have. It's not an unfull bench. It's only a three-man bench. If you want to expand the bench to four guys, I would take a backup catcher. But uh, I'm not in 20 rounds. Well, no, we'll take backup catchers. I'm waiting for mine. I'm not taking a backup catcher. Uh, okay, we'll go no backup catchers, sure. I thought about taking Biggio so I could have, like, an emergency backup catcher. Um, I thought about taking Biggio where I took Banks because I thought I think Biggio and Banks can kind of do the same thing, but I wanted the 50s guy. Um, really no backup catcher then. I should have picked Griffey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got Griffey. Um, he's going to play left field for me. Or maybe Trout will play left. I don't know. We'll have to fight over it. This is probably Griffey's best offensive season. Uh, 
he led the league in total bases, led the league in homers, led the league in RBIs. He had 304. He had a 1028 OPS. It was his lone MVP award win. I mean, all the Griffey accolades that come with it. I think he's going to be a fun guy in the clubhouse. I, I think that that's, you know, key at with Griffey. And it I pains me to leave Ichiro on the board, but uh, I think it needed to be done. If I hadn't had to take Shrewdless Joe Jackson, I would have maybe thought about taking Ichiro to be my guy. Again, I wanted a guy off the bench who could just get a hit. That would have been maybe an Ichiro spot. I really hate that. I really wish that I had asked about backup catchers first. So that. Yeah, it's tough. It also precludes me from taking Edgar at DH, who I think is my slight preference to Frank Thomas, who is my other option at DH. Right. But so you're right. This is after 15 rounds. We talk about our teams. Jacob, how do you feel about your team after 15? I'm feeling really good about my team. The Shoeless Joe Jackson pick's not my favorite pick. There's a couple of guys I've left on the board. But I'm feeling great about it. I'm the only person who hasn't filled out the rotation yet, but I also feel like some of my options to fill out my rotation are better than some of other people's people in their rotation already. I'm a little bit worried about the bullpen, I'm not going to lie. Uh, my team is shaping up well. I think I've got a nice mix of, of a bunch of different skill sets. I was kind of short on five-tool guys. I had a lot of like guys who were really awesome at a couple things. But Trout was really my only five-tool guy, and I feel like by adding Griffey, I now have two five-tool stars that, that can be really useful to me. And I think the Ernie Banks pick on the bench is, is a really good pick. I honestly could not really be happier with my rotation. I don't think there was any – I don't think I've made really any compromises. I mean, I think I picked really good fit in terms of era and teams. I mean, I got – the 1910s, the 1940s, the 80s, the 2000s, and the 2010s, a really good representation. I've got two lefties. I'm really, really up on my rotation. Um, I think I got some of the best players ever to play the position. And I think I got their best seasons, really. I mean, like, there's only one non-Hall of Famer, and he, he's the lone non-Hall of Famer, but he put up 12 war. So I'm not, I am not bugging about that pick at all. My lineup remains really unsexy, except for that nice maze Aaron outfield that would get a little bit better in the next few rounds. And the majority of my offense is actually going to come from the players that I haven't picked yet. Uh, like my best two hitters, arguably. <laughs> are the ones that are sitting there waiting for me and have been for this entire this entire exercise my bench not the best my bench doesn't really stand up to yours to, to either of yours um with jackie and bryce and ernie and griffey and despite the fact that i got messed up by the backup catcher provision i can still rescue that bench i think all right, well, I'm a lot less confident in my team than when I was the first five rounds, but uh, I think other than my pitching, I think it's a good team. I'm really a fan of the batters I have. Um, I have good catching seasons in mind, multiple in case you guys snag someone from me just to spite me. Uh, I have two good DH seasons just in case, again, one of you guys, for some reason, make the wrong choice in your two catchers just to spite me. And... I think I've got some good picks to round out my bullpen that you guys are going to like. I have a good bench piece to round out my bench finally. So as far as hitting goes, I think I'm sitting pretty. I just really wish I could be pitcher streaming in this league because my rotation uh, 
as usual, leaves to be desired. I mean, the Longo pick also leaves a little bit to be desired. That was a mistake. I was really worried about running into teams that, like, I, you know, I already picked the Red Sox, Yankees, and Cardinals early. I picked some other popular franchises early. It was more of a worry pick than an actual thought pick. There were definitely some teams that I could have picked instead. But, yeah, that Longo pick is something I wish I could take back. But, I mean, he still had a good season that year. It's not the end of the world. 